0: hey imperfect allies i'm chris i'm richie and today we're going to have an awesome conversation and delve into some spaces that we've talked to talked about a little bit on the show but we're going to have an amazing guest leanne and Mm -hmm. rich you know leanne a little bit better so go ahead and introduce who she is and and what the show might be about
1: well so uh leanne is the pastor of the church that i attended before i uh before covid hit uh, they're continuing to doing uh, uh, services and stuff virtually, um, but um, I met her, uh, I guess, two years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not really true, as we kind of we might get into in the story, okay. uh, in our talk. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, it it her church or the church that she's the the pastor of. Uh, there's this phenomenon that's happened a couple of times with me and I think I've talked about it on the show before I might have been a candid but um, it's a it's a place where I felt really accepted and loved uh, stepping in the door and um, you know with my history with Christianity that's um, uh, to me that's a pretty amazing feat and so it says a lot about the character of of her and the and the congregation and so I was excited to talk to her about um, her experiences in getting to where she's at, mm-hmm. and and also um, kind of my experiences with her with her church and and the intersection of um, you know sexuality and Christianity uh, and um, and spirituality in general um, and and what we do with the kind of mirroring our traditions episode, but kind of what we do with the traditions that we were raised in, and mm-hmm. there's times when we feel like they don't or not feel like i mean at times we don't fit. So what to do with that and and uh, i think her story is um i don't think it's i think it's really powerful and um and i think it's happening more and more and more. So i was uh-huh. excited to to talk to her um about that and and kind of her thoughts on a lot of things. I i she's one of those people that uh i I can, I care for and care about more than that. I probably she's comfortable with, but, yeah. <laughs> but I don't, you know, that doesn't mean she owes me anything or anything like that. It's just that, you know, I have a, I have a deep place in my heart, um, for, for her and her church. So yeah, uh, I thought she'd be a great, uh, guest to talk to about, about a lot of the stuff, stuff that, uh, Stacy, um, mentioned, um, you know uh being being a religious person and being gay and and how that intersected for him i, I was curious about um uh, more about leanne's you know, those intersections too so
0: yeah yeah that's interesting i i'm curious how much uh this will come up of the you know the criteria that were created in the traditions we have you know sometimes mm-hmm. those come from um, you know the past being more rigid but I also think sometimes it's our interpretation of the past that might be imperfect and mm. um, I was watching a random YouTube video as YouTube just sends you stuff and mm. then next thing you know you're like wow it's been six hours um, <laughs> but I was watching a video on Japanese archery and they were okay. translating the Japanese into English and so they were talking about the arrow being shot and the Japanese archer kept saying, you know, the word true. Like, so mm-hmm. every random times in the sentence, he was talking about how, well, you know, you need to shoot true and it needs to be true. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, truth is a funny word because mm-hmm. it has so much weight, especially nowadays with fake news and what is real, what is a lie, what is religion trying to do, what is, what is, uh, is God real? Like all those things, what mm-hmm. does true mean? And you have this Japanese archer using it often, but Mm -hmm. all he means is the arrow should fly straight. It should fly Mm -hmm. true. It should Mm -hmm. find its mark. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's an interesting definition for the word true in the, in the modern sense of how we use it in America. And so what that makes me think of is the word sin, which means not true or missing the mark. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've, we've adopted it to mean, you know, not godly or, um, just bad evil bad yeah. evil yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly hell you're going to yeah. hell because you right. sin right and so i i'm curious how much of leanne's story is understanding that some of those those fine lines and criterias that we were made were over uh maybe oversimplifications of of what the words actually meant or what the mm-hmm. the terms actually meant or even a cultural exaggeration and hyperbole of what the mm-hmm. words meant mm-hmm. and just what her experience, experiences there from a pastor, especially with sexuality and things mm-hmm. like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. It kind of reminds me. So I had this experience a couple of weeks ago after talking with Tyson um, about it's just sort of this idea that uh, around written word, like you know when he when the you know when his people talk about the written word, they're like it's dead and the, the ideas are dead and and whatever else. And so I just had this this sort of mental image of you know as words are created uh you and i can stand in front of a tree and say and we both know that's a tree so um thinking about the creation of words and um the aboriginal idea that if you create a word like if you if you write something out it kind of dies and um um so of Chris, if you and i were standing in front of a tree you and i could both agree that's a tree But as soon as i write down the word tree and say that is that so that on the ground is the same as that you could look at that on the ground and turn behind you to the tree behind you and say well that's also a tree mm. so there becomes this like um with the invention of of um language there it it, it, it feels like there's also uh, the invention of disagreement t- <laughs> like what reality is and things like that yeah and so it'd be a d- totally different tree that i was referencing for the written word versus sure. what I'm experiencing in life. Sure. And, and even, and so say we, say we leave that space, you know, two weeks later and write the word tree again, how do I know what you're talking about? How do you know what I'm talking about? And, and, and just our problem with the language that we've run into over and over again, you know, wow. like but talking between two different worlds or multiple different worlds, you know, and, um, you know, so and that's kind of understanding what the aboriginals speak
0: when they're saying it's a dead language, because mm. it ends up becoming useless, I guess, after a few I mean, I, would, I don't know. I,
1: I would hope so. But, you know, that might be an insight. But I, I was just curious if that's kind of what it is. So um, hopefully Thanks. hit up Tyson again um, about it. So, Awesome. Thank you. you know, there that. also <laughs> is
2: that idea that once you call it something, you cease to see it.
1: Yeah, completely. Oh, wow, there you go, there you go. See, already, wow. already, already dropping wisdom on the yes. show. <laughs> I did not oh, come man. up with well, that. <laughs> no, that's great. <laughs> well, um, so so Leanne, again, welcome to the show. Can you just tell us a little bit about um, uh, yourself and and what brought you kind of here? How 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 did you get to this point in time? <laughs> That's our weird esoteric way of saying that.
2: Do you you mean like in my life or on this podcast?
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) See, that's good. See, so, uh, no, just a little bit about yourself and and, uh, uh, who you are and what you do and, and, yeah.
2: My name is Leanne Bryce. I uh, live in Fort Worth. I'm lead pastor at First Congregational United Church of Christ. Um, not Church of Christ. That's a different denomination. That it is. I would not necessarily <laughs> want to be <laughs> compared sure. to United Church of Christ. Um, yeah, who I am. I I like how y'all start with a simple question like that. And I actually think that's a very interesting question. You know how mm. what people choose to identify, how people choose to identify themselves. I'd yeah. say I'm. Uh, i'm a a woman i'm a wife i'm a mother i'm a minister uh Mm. and i i hope that i'm a healer that's something that i've you know devoted my life's work to so i hope
1: absolutely yeah absolutely well i mean i know for me personally you have been which you may not know or even be aware of but um i did want to talk to you about that so you and i have uh we found out we have kind of a weird connected history interesting <laughs> we do right so so when i was a uh how old was i my goodness i guess a sophomore in high school you and i attended the same church and you were the choir director is that correct
2: that's right yep i was
1: trinity wow. cumberland presbyterian
2: west cleveland road uh,
1: and 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 I was probably 15, so I didn't I didn't interact with anybody over 17, <laughs> you know what I mean, outside of my parents, I guess. So um, I don't know that we talked or even really interacted. And it wasn't a huge church or anything, but uh, we know a lot of the same people. And and then as we began to talk more, you went to to college and were roommates with my aunt. <laughs> really? Wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you may have cut out there a little bit. I don't hear her anymore. Oh. Hmm. Still
0: uploading. Oh no, it's not. Okay, we might have lost Leanne for a little bit, but that's okay, not yeah. a if problem. Okay, yeah. If you could try to reconnect Leanne, if you can still hear us. And I should. I'll, I'll be able to tell
1: if it. Okay. Restarts the downloading. Yeah, she'll she'll try to reenter, and as she comes back on, or tries to come back on, I'll finish. So she went to she went to college and was roommates and very close friends with my aunt, and um, who I had I had no I had no idea about that. And there's like pictures of them, and they sort of um, I don't know if they reconnected, but uh, Facebook, they're you know, um, and uh, and then and then also too, I ran a theater in Dallas for a little while, and her son David ran like another theater in Dallas like another comedy theater in Dallas Wow. we had the same job at two different theaters we we're both improvisers um, and I'd known him through the scene and stuff like that I'd seen him in shows and and even sat down and talked with him when I first started I was like oh my god how do you do this <laughs> without knowing that that was his mom and so it was like wow. all these like crazy cool connections um that we neither one of us really had any idea about you know yeah yeah. That is it the small world, the
0: way you are connected and you're yeah. not solely on your own in this individual world like you're connected, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's just amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. For sure, for sure.
1: Um So, wow. hopefully she'll be able to reconnect. Yeah, that no, would be uh, a bummer if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Let's see.
0: So, I still have 3. So, um, okay. if let's see. If Leanne if you can hear us, there might even be I think a call yeah, in. There you
1: we go. She's popping back in maybe. <laughs> yes. Try That's,
2: that. Man, we're off to a rough start, guys. That's
1: okay. <laughs> That's I, okay. You sound actually sound and look better, so. <laughs> okay. Uh okay. yeah, yeah, if it's a different device or whatever.
2: Yeah, I I I lost you when you were talking about our our connections our past connections
1: yeah so i kind of explained a little bit about you know how you went to college with my aunt and we're roommates and like super close and college. super and close i see and then like wow you know we went to the same church and and then uh, your son david and i ran a theater two different theaters <laughs> in dallas at the same time and knew each so it's like all these like cool connections that we had no idea about as soon as but we didn't know that until we just sat down and started talking so uh, i just thought that was really cool it was really cool
2: yeah, I was really, really thrilled. You know, I, I remember when you first uh, visited the church and you listed your name in the little pew pad, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I stalked you on Facebook. I was like, how does this guy know my son? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is up with that? That's... But it's cool. I've I've really enjoyed that, kind of reuniting yeah. with those parts of my past through you.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and uh, so for me... I'll, uh, I'll, I'll start, I guess I'll start with me a little bit and, and maybe um, talk a little bit about, and maybe that'll, uh, we can jump into the conversation. But so, you know, I was uh, raised Baptist and Cumberland Presbyterian, which is where we met in that denomination. And then um, I moved quickly into a really um, a fundamentalist evangelical religious cult, uh, in, out of Hearst, Texas, and was there for about seven years and got uh, damaged people and got damaged pretty heavily um, by that experience. And so I had left Christianity, really. I mean, I, I had, um, we we went to another church in Fort Worth. It's another, another great church called Mosaic in Fort Worth um, that um, was really good in, in, in a healing experience. But it was, um, you know, we, we went there four years after the, the 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 previous one and 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 it just kind of came time like it's just not working anymore and and things like that. So we went to the we went to the same denomination that you're in. There's a church in Hurst. We walked in the doors and they had like they had like uh they were in a like an old it's like Bedford schoolhouse or something so it's like this school auditorium but like from the 30s <laughs> or something like that. So it's kind of this neat building and um but we walked in and we noticed that, oh, wow, like um, there's like gay, lesbian, trans, uh, you know, all kinds of different people, all kinds of different sexualities and openly talked about that. And and then um, simultaneously with that, that piece of feeling like they grabbed our baby and like, hell, Henry. And like it was it was immediately like, you're welcome here. And, and from a place of, um, uh, where my head was with, with, with Christianity in general, I was kind of sort of overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And so we'd moved, um, we, we kind of just went a couple of times and, and talked with the pastor one or two times and, and then, and then came to your church and, and it was the same exact feeling. I felt completely accepted and welcomed into a place with the majority of it feels like the majority of people were people that I would have said you know 5 or 6 years ago at the time couldn't be christians because they're gay or trans or whatever else like that's what was indoctrinated into me and that's what I believed because that's you know whatever and so um I felt like this I don't know I mean when I said you know healing before it, it felt like this wound was beginning to be healed and uh just walking in the door sitting down listening to this sermon played you play the for whatever reason they played um rainbow connection as the one of the first songs (laughs) and i couldn't stop (laughs) crying and then and then we sang a hymn that was my grandfather's my baptist right-wing you know conservative his last entry in his journal is i can't believe obama's president before he died like <laughs> like yeah you know like, very conservative um uh guy and i love him and he's a wonderful man uh, at the same time you know we we diverge in that a lot of those things sure but uh, played it played the one of his favorite hymns and i just i had to go to the bathroom and just i mean i was i was um uh, it felt like travail like there's that's a christian word but like it just felt like this complete release of uh, a lot of stuff and i yeah. couldn't i couldn't keep it together enough just to be sitting next to my wife and my kid so and we had visited a couple and still visit a couple of times and trying to engage and it, it's still hard for us it's still hard for me uh, but then COVID hit and then i'm like well <laughs> i don't know i don't know how to keep you know because uh, anyway so yeah, yeah. um yeah Anyway, I I, uh, thank you. (laughs) Uh,
2: That's that is a beautiful story. And it is, I think a lot of people have that sort of experience when they come to Mm -hmm. our church or to, I mean, to any church that provides that kind of putting together these pieces of your life and Mm -hmm. and somehow being a balm to heal or just start to heal some of the Mm -hmm. pain. you know, so many people have had spiritual abuse from mm. previous spiritual communities. And yeah. I, have had it myself. So mm. like to be just a small part of, of the story you just told really, really means a lot to me.
1: Yeah. Well, tell us about you. What about, what did that look like for you? You know, when, when you, I mean, I would like to hear a little bit about your story of coming to faith and then, you know, where you are now.
2: Um, I was born and raised in Arlington, uh, so I'm mm-hmm. a na- native Texan. And mm-hmm. I was raised in a very devout evangelical family at a large Bible church in town.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And there really is much about that background that I treasure, that that I still see these threads of it in my mm-hmm. faith, my, my beliefs now. <laughs> Are just about at the opposite end of the theological <sighs> spectrum, yeah. um, and I guess the the painful stuff for me was coming out. Um, mm. You know, I, I should have, I, I might have known that about myself much earlier in my life, mm. but mm. Uh, you know, at that time when I was in high school and college. I This this sounds very naive, but it's the absolute truth. I did not know that there were people who were gay or lesbian. You know, trans yeah. people were not even on my radar in any way. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's right. just
2: I, I associated sexual orientation with behaviors. You know, there were these certain mm. things that you might want to do, but you don't do mm. them because it's sinful. And mm. then it's not like this is who I am, you know. So right. at, at some point it was I guess I that really kept me in that evangelical tradition fear of what would happen if mm. I stepped out of line you know mm. um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I guess it was in my mid 30s I I was married to I was married to a man a wonderful mm. man mm. and it was in my mid 30s I guess that I just fell lordy head over heels in love with a woman you know, wow. so it was somebody oh, wow. somebody that I worked with and mm. it was just it was just a life-changing experience for me because mm. I just mm. I, and, you know I kind of in a visceral level knew this is not something I'm willing to give up and it was mm. not her it was myself right
3: yeah you yeah. know she yeah. was
2: kind of a manifestation of who I was and the fact that right. I wow. loved her. So, I mean, I'd always thought like all the songs, all the love songs, all of the, wow. the sex scenes in movies, I always thought it is not like that. Nobody really feels like that. That <laughs> oh, is just wow. overdone. And yeah. then mm-hmm. I fell in love with this woman mm. and it's like, this is what people have been talking about all this yeah. time. I get it. I get it. So Actually, at that time, Richie, it's funny because I have this very distinct memory of being choir director at at the church, the Cumberland Presbyterian Church. And I was standing in front of the congregation, leading them in a hymn, and I was just about to resign that job and move to Colorado to be with a woman that I loved. It was another woman, Mm. but that's how lesbians are right at the beginning, right? It's like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) That's um,
2: That's what
1: we do here too. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So I remember looking at that congregation filled with beautiful people, wonderful people, Mm. and thinking Mm. if they knew who I was, Mm. they would not love me like they do.
3: Mm. Right? Wow. um
2: so i carried that you know kind of chip on my shoulder against Mm -hmm. them and then lo and behold a year later um my ex and i had a wedding giant giant wedding in boulder colorado Mm -hmm. and wouldn't you know it there were four people from that church who came to the wedding Wow. Really, really surprised me, and it just taught me you never really know who's going to who's going to embrace that news when yeah. you come out, or who's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do remember thinking, you know, if I felt like I I would be dying myself if I did not love myself and come out, right? Even though mm-hmm. it just meant all of these giant changes in my life, you know, divorce, moving. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought that Mm -hmm. it meant losing God. And at that point, it just, it it felt like there was no choice. It felt like if God will judge me for this, then I don't need that kind of God.
3: You know, so, uh,
2: but it took, it was a tremendous act of faith for me. And Mm -hmm. then after coming out, after You know living into this new period of my life i realized that it's not god did not leave me you know it's like god was Mm. welcoming me home to myself
0: wow and but but
2: but, but understanding myself as a lesbian really did lead to a whole theological shift for me because i had to put Mm. it all together with my figure out how how all of these things could fit Right. Um, So my theology has changed a ton.
1: Yeah, sure. That's
0: courageous. And I guess um, with all of the, you know, years and years of what theology is and what it looks like, especially from the Southern point of view, um, I guess what was it something like your relationship with God that said, "I can, I, my theology can shift"? There is a place for me here. Like, how did you find that?
2: I think, Chris, because I love Jesus. I mean, I, it's just hmm. a very simple. I, from my earliest memories, I was nurtured in uh, Jesus traditions, and yeah, um, so the love of Christ. Yeah. yeah, I had I had this experience of. I mean, I always thought of Jesus as someone who reached across the societal lines to the people who were outcast, right?
3: Mm -hmm. But I never thought
2: about him reaching out to me because I was sort of an insider. So once (laughs) I made this big change, all of a sudden I was the outsider. And I just really felt that embrace, I guess. Wow.
0: Hmm yeah i can see that you your your perception of him was always reaching out to someone it it might not have been you but you were helping people get there and then it became you and and you probably it probably emboldened your relationship like made it stronger completely
2: that is exactly that is very wow, very well awesome. said that's exactly my experience
1: wow um so, so there's a lot going through my head and i'm i'm trying to to keep it together
2: <laughs> you guys are making me cry he didn't say that was going to be part of it uh, i
1: know if we i mean i cry all the time uh, you, chris, chris chris can he call, keep it together better than i can most yeah, of the time, i've had but, a few a few times yeah we both can i, so can I,
2: blow, can I blow my nose or is that gonna like just sure. be crazy on the audio no, no go for it no okay. go for
0: it this <laughs> is perfect. this
1: is show up as you are We're keeping it yeah keeping it in too uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, that, you know, Leanne, that's, that's, uh, that's an incredible, that's an incredible story and and one in which, um, uh, I, I find a lot of solidarity and, um, and just, um, kindred, kindredness. I don't know the words. Um, I'm a little, I'm in, a, I'm in a different, I'm in a different place than that as far as, you know, for me, um the, the whole structure, the whole structure was so damaging that it's hard. It's, it's hard. I, you know, I don't know if you, if you've always, you know, (laughs) I'm trying to think of an analogy and the only analogy that's coming to my mind is this. If every time you were handed a glass of milk and say, drink milk, you got sick. Uh, and then later on, found out they the person was constantly giving you bad milk to be sick, mm. uh, and then another person with good milk <laughs> gives you a glass. You're so <laughs> frightened and so like I it, you know. And everybody's you know everybody talks about how great it is for you, whatever else, um, which is not a good analogy at all. But that, makes that I, you know it's it's it has been it has been very difficult for me uh, uh, to re-enter um, the tradition and and. Um, especially that relationship because I was very, I was, I had a, you know, we use the term sold out. So everything in my life, uh, at the time that I was, um, at, at that, in that cult, it was, everything was about Jesus. Um, and every decision I made, uh, you know, I, I got to a point where I prayed over everything <laughs> and it. Yeah. Yeah, and like should I drink this orange juice right now? If I felt like in my spirit that I should, then I would. Wow. Um and you know, got rid of every I mean, when Melanie and I got married, we lived in a one room apartment. I had a chair in the living room. I had a radio and uh, we had a mattress because I had either sold all the stuff and gave it away because it wasn't I you know, it's just it it was very oh. spartan and very like I was in and, yeah. <laughs> and I was doing what I was told, told to do, to be in, to get close. Cause I, cause I was still had this discomfort. I still had this, like, uh, we had this small glimpse in the middle of that time where God showed up and said, I love you, regardless of what you believe or think or feel or your anything, sexual orientation, whatever. Uh, I, I love you. And that hit us hard, that whole congregation. And, and it was revelatory. And then, about two months later, the donations got lower, and the 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 people the the numbers got a little bit lower. And then the pastor turned that around real quick. Wow! No, that's not what you know. So because he he was losing his livelihood, and don't mess with a person's money. So uh, it became and then it it and then it almost doubled down on all of the fundamentalist stuff. And that was, um, uh, actually, uh, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker's kid, Jay came and said that God loves you as you are, not as you should be. And it wrecked the church. And it was really great for, like, like I said, like maybe two months. Wow. Um, but I couldn't let that message go and it ruined my life. Like I, I cause, and, uh, <laughs> I mean, everything was the church. I, I mean, I, all my time, all my money all my relationships were in the church. And while I still had some family relationships, it strained all those.
3: Mm-hmm. And then it's
1: it strained or broke all my, my personal friendships. So I'm still, I mean, this is now, oh my gosh, 10 years later, and I'm still rebuilding those. So it really, I, so I wrecked my life to join this thing. And then I couldn't, <laughs> I had this sort of revelatory experience again, and I couldn't, go back to it because it didn't those things didn't line up and so i'm having a real hard time of re-engaging that and when i sure. when i re-engage with uh in in uh in prayer uh there's still this this distance where there was not and i'm I am, i'm assuming it's coming from me but I, at the same time i don't know like i don't so it's i've had a hard and sorry i'm making this about me uh <laughs> <laughs> no. maybe some other people have felt this way i don't know I, yeah.
3: I
2: that just breaks my heart for what you have gone through and i have heard many many stories of just mm. where soul destroying things that have happened in churches i mean i i presume they happen in all kinds of spiritual communities i don't i don't know sure. that but i've heard a lot of yeah. stories from
3: mm-hmm.
2: abusive churches and abusive spiritual leaders and mm-hmm. you know i think everybody has their own path through that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You said yours is taking 10 years to where you are now. You're finding your way. It's not 10 wasted years, right? You're still trying different things. You're giving yourself permission to say it still doesn't feel good. You know, Mm. who knows? Maybe reuniting with a church is not for you. And your path Mm. to healing is being an atheist. I mean, Mm. I I I think of atheism as a belief system that... Mm. I know a lot of just fantastic people who are atheists. Mm -hmm.
3: Me too.
2: So uh, that may not be your path, who knows? But there's nothing that says that you have to reunite with the church unless it's your path. Mm -hmm. You know, I think for me, like um, being Christian, thinking of myself as a Christian, it's not Mm -hmm. about a belief system. It's that just from my earliest memories, I have been so steeped in the Christian tradition. Mm-hmm. The stories, the words, the concepts, the figures, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I can't just turn it off in myself. And I mm-hmm. have seen some very, very ugly sides of Christianity, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, the path of another person might have been just like to get the hell out of church and never go back. And that might have been the mm-hmm. right thing you know for me it feels like being a christian is so a part it's like it's in my dna you know mm, i can't right. just stop being a christian any more than i can stop being a woman or stop being mm. a mother you know it's just who i am yeah mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. my path has been to kind of reframe the ideas in ways that make sense to me and continue you know nurture this tradition with a community of people that You know, I think of the church that I serve as just saving my life because it's Mm -hmm. renewed my faith in what Mm -hmm. a Christian community can be like—not perfect by any means.
1: Sure, sure.
2: Damn it, people are trying really, really hard.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's all you can ask, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the the reframing, the reframing piece is uh, it was personally interesting to me, but, um, you know, so I'm, see, see if you identify with this. So, so, you know, being lesbian, uh, there's culturally an idea of what you are and things like that. You're a group, you're grouped into this, this group, these boxes or whatever, and then Christians. So, and those two ideas, I think in the, at least, at least from my experience, those two ideas don't mesh. So So how do we, I mean, how, how, how are you able to mesh those? And you've already spoken on it a little bit, but I wanted to, I wanted to, to hear a little bit more about that. Like, what does that look like? You know, you know.
2: Well, it looks like me,
1: (laughs) you know, (laughs) and and in
2: addition to Christian and lesbian, it's, yeah. I mean, I would add in there liberal and feminist and pro-choice you know, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: super Mm -hmm. supportive Planned Parenthood. So, you know, Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. of those words don't usually go together in one person. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I actually know a lot of people, a whole lot of people, that Mm -hmm. those words would be used to describe them, a surprising number of people. It's yeah, just too. that there's this dominant voice of Christianity that says you can't be those things, and mm. I am, you can.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Um, my Chris, two. Can... It's amazing.
1: <laughs> it's just amazing <laughs> It's just it's, I so am. Sorry no, no.
0: It's, it's powerful.
1: Oh It's powerful. Go ahead, man. Sorry. I don't mean no, to. No,
0: you're fine. You're completely fine, Rich. I um, Two close friends of mine, um, they're both lesbians and they were both in the church. One was um, from Texas and so, you know, in Southern Baptist and another one from the north, um, uh, Wisconsin, and very much in the church and then felt like now they almost had no choice But to be not in a church, and Mm. and I think one thing I've heard is, you know, people say that they're spiritual because it it seems safer than attaching yourself to, you know, uh, a label that has demonized who you are as a person. And we were having a conversation, just sometimes as I do on this show, get vulnerable and deep really quickly, um, and. You know, I just kind of brought up the the reality that there are places where you know we can exist. And I haven't had a spiritual abuse um, from a church, but i I, I kind of see the similarity and and this is why, for me, your story connects with me so much is there's so much about being black and being American and saying like those things can't work together and Mm. you know overcoming that reality and saying no there's a place for me i am that like and Mm. and it's almost as if the and i like your relationship with jesus and my relationship with like the american dream and what the ideals of our country are right not the Mm -hmm. history but the ideals and knowing that there's a place for me there and that's that's what i want and overcoming overcoming the programming because i I'm curious if you went through this as well but I remember you know I mean this could be today even I still feel this way in many ways is that I I it's not a it's not for me that's kind of like I've been told is this thing is not for me because I am black right and fighting that is a seems like an everyday battle of re of reminding myself no this is a space for me mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm curious like are, is there a day-to-day grind that you're experiencing um is it is it something that you're at peace with and you've worked through I'm just curious there
2: um at, at an earlier point in my life it was a day-to-day grind for sure yeah. I'm at the place now where there's I feel so resolved about it and I function in my role as pastor and individual as church member you know I function in that role without very rarely encountering anything that would you know try to tell me that it's not possible to be these things yeah so I feel because I've had the blessing of knowing so many like-minded people or people who have been through what I've gone through. Um, And because I've had the great good fortune of knowing so many straight allies who who want to get on that road to learning and to growing and to how to be real community, you know. So because of those things, it's not a daily grind. But man, I have to tell you, when I first moved to Boulder, you know, I, here I, I left everything, and including mm. my family. I mean, I had a very mm-hmm. close, loving relationship with family. That um, I, I'm not talking about my son, David. <laughs> I'm talking about my parents <laughs> and siblings, right? He's yeah. also
1: one of the most wonderful pe- people I know. So Gosh, loving and isn't kind he? Guy. <laughs> yeah, he's great I just, I just adore <laughs> him, <out> for <laughs> sure.
2: <laughs> Shout out to David.
3: But
2: um, I, I lost my family you know, wow. by coming out. So anyway, I went through all of that. I began working at, because I needed a job, you know, I found a part-time mm. job. I'd been in Parks and Recreation Administration and part-time church music. You know? So I found a job as a youth director at an Episcopal church. And that's a very, very long story um, that I won't take the time to tell now. But after my partner at the time and I, uh, had our wedding marriage is not legal, but the church, the church doesn't have anything to do with the legality, right? The church gives us a blessing. It's the state who gives the civil, right? But, um, because we had that wedding ceremony, I was fired from my job. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was a horribly traumatic thing because it even, it turned into a state and federal lawsuit that drug on for, three years (laughs) you know uh, against the that church and the Episcopal diocese at the time Mm. so it felt all of that to come back around to your question of you know believe me during those days I had people in in federal courtrooms telling me that it wasn't possible to be Christian and lesbian and that lesbian and gay people could not be trusted around children and oh that God. they died prematurely from from terminal wow. illnesses. And, you know, fortunately, there were so many people in that church, the majority of people, who knew. I mean, I never hid that I was lesbian. I had no idea it was an issue at this Episcopal church in Boulder, Colorado, yeah. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, that while that was a hugely traumatic and painful time for me, it also was a a time that affirmed who i was because i heard over and over again you know not just in Mm. conversations but in hearings and you know from witnesses and in depositions and you know it's kind of like okay i get it you love me you love me thank you and Mm. yes you think of me as a fit leader for your children in christianity now so
1: wow it's on the record (laughs) yeah yeah it's on the record
2: (laughs) For sure <laughs>
1: that's awesome how uh is, you know how is that with sort of the inner voice i mean did did did, did that bring doubt again, or did that just it, did it just feel like gaslighting kind of stuff like I would imagine that's what it feels like like no this is it, true, and you guys are not
2: <laughs> yeah it it didn't bring um, doubt it was just hmm. incredibly painful um yeah because the priest at the church, as a way of justifying his firing me, had I had to attend four nights of forums with the church members, where church members were told, come to the church on Tuesday night to discuss a problem with the youth director, right? And so then they laid four straight nights, you know, just laid out this case, and I was allowed to speak for myself. But in the voices that were... Yes, she needs to go. We got to fire her. Sort of those voices. Everyone yeah. heard my parents, just the judgment from mm. them. So it was like just these oh, emotional no. triggers. I still kind of have a little yeah. PTSD from that, honestly.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would imagine. I would imagine. Well, thanks for talking about it. I, I didn't. Yeah. I, I appreciate you being so open um, with us. It's uh, wow. Well,
0: but it, it makes sense to me why you want to create a place of such healing now yes. and. Um, I I have not had the luxury of attending your church, but tell us about it. Tell us what the the vision was and and kind of what y'all are doing.
2: You know, it's a very progressive congregation in Fort Worth. I I would say it's Mm -hmm. the only one I know of that's able to be fully progressive. And by that, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, um, yes, it is affirming of LGBTQ people. I mean, to have an out lesbian as their pastor and the congregation itself is um there are, are lgbtq people who attend but it pretty much is you know just a a, a section of like you see in the community right yeah. more, more straight folks and just mm. really cool people who who are done having to hash through that you know yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but uh, I would say the other things that make us progressive is, you know, I don't, I, not many preachers are able to, I I, I uh, was the past chair for the Clergy Advisory Council for Planned Parenthood. So I've spoken at the Capitol, I've spoken, you know, preached sermons about kind of laying that out. I think that's something Christians yeah. really need to pay attention to, um, particularly now when uh you know, Texas is just trying to dismantle just basic rights for women controlling their bodies, you know? Yeah. Uh, Most churches, you couldn't talk openly about that, right? Because it's too controversial. Um, It's also a place that truly, authentically, fully affirms many paths. I won't even say to God, uh, many paths to God, but including, you know, belief systems that... There's a Buddhist Sangha that was founded that mm-hmm. that meets at our wow. church that mm-hmm. uh, th- my my partner founded it, and that's my mm-hmm. primary spiritual practice, right? That's just meditation following the breath that is sound yeah. practice for for mental and emotional and spiritual health, no matter what your tradition is, yeah. right? So I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say we're the only one. I, I think I did say that, and that's, that's a mistake. I, I, I kind of don't want to say that, okay? Because there's <laughs> okay, lots of okay. wonderful churches. But sure. I would never have dreamed that I would find this church in Fort Worth, Texas.
1: Yeah. I would not have either. And that's, uh, <laughs> that was part of the crying episode. How could this possibly be? Uh, yeah. Um, I thought I thought Richie was setting up an April Fool's
0: episode. I was like what? There's no way. It's amazing. <laughs> no, no,
2: no. <laughs> I remember uh, because we served in Rochester, New York, before coming
0: mm.
2: here, and I remember we were, you know, wanting to get west to be by our families, be closer. Cause we East Coast mm. was so far away, and I remember when Lisa saw in the employment listings, like, well there's a church in Fort Worth and we just laughed like oh the, I'm so sure a church in Fort Worth will call me and lo and behold that's what happens.
0: Wow yeah. that's amazing yeah. and that's that's almost the back to what we kind of talked about at the beginning of of the assumptiveness of we we think we know who who yeah. won't be our allies or who will be our allies, who will turn us down. And we kind of end up discriminating against ourselves when we don't put ourselves out there and take those chances. And that's just, I, I see that in that story and it just reminds me, you, you have to, you have to trust and you have to go for it.
2: Yeah. And sometimes it won't work out, you yeah. know, so, mm-hmm. but it has, I, I think that is what has saved my life is the willingness to risk it when yeah. to risk everything for this movement forward that my heart's telling me I should happen.
1: Mm. Wow. Well, well, I was going to ask you <laughs> to put on your pastor uh hat, uh, but you've done it all the, the entire show. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, I do have a question. Cause I, I, so what can people do? Like if they're in a place that's similar, maybe to mine or maybe to where you were, you know, back in, you know, Boulder or, or even before that, or, or, you know, what, what, is there something that, something that you could offer to first steps or, I don't know, I mean, to re-engage or, you know, cause, because, because there's so much pain around the, this tradition for a lot of people, you know, uh, is there, what would you say would be helpful or, I don't know I'm taking two minutes to answer, ask a question uh what uh you've heard the show uh, I guess how would you respond to people that want to don't don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater they there's still a connection and and but they don't know how to re-enter I mean what you know what would you what would you say to those folks
2: if somebody has been hurt and wants to try to come back i would offer them hope that there are places they can go there's so many mm-hmm. places that they mm-hmm. can go and you know now one of the gifts of covid as awful as it's been is that everybody's online you know <laughs> so mm-hmm. you can find any kind of any kind of congregation and even in a screen, you can become a part of that congregation, right? Hmm. Whether they're, wherever they are. You can find Hmm. congregations that are all LGBTQ people. You can find liberal, you know, like ours, just (laughs) way liberal congregations. (laughs) Um, So I would offer out hope that that's available. And that person has to be ready. But sometimes you have to kind of push yourself to, to regain the power of community. I, I, I think, you know, uh, I hear a lot I, the, I I'm spiritual and not religious. And I, I think I understand what they mean by that. I, yeah. I don't make any judgment about that at all. But one thing mm-hmm. it means is that is it's probably like they're not connected in a way with a group of people to practice mm-hmm. with right? to Because yeah. it's easy to be spiritual out there by yourself. But yeah. I wonder how far that can really take you in, in becoming a better person. Uh, some people may take mm. them forever. But mm. to me, there's nothing that replaces the right community to help you learn and grow and be nurtured yourself.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I completely agree. I mean, I think that's for me, I know that's what's lacking. And, and, um, yeah, um, that's, that's, that's great. Thank you.
0: And I yeah. could see that the, you know, the fear might be stepping into a place with too much structure and, and maybe that the fear of the authoritarian ex- expectations, but I do love the idea of the virtual, the, the virtual blessing that we have is you can step into a church miles away and and feel full in control on if you need to step away for a day step or a week like you don't have to be fully immersed in the culture mm-hmm. and so i'm curious is your church online is there a way that if i'm in california now so there might be people listening that want to catch a sermon um what is the way that they could do that
2: yes our our worship is live streamed every sunday at 10 o'clock on sunday mornings it's on uh, YouTube, which is the best way to watch it, really. If you just Google uh, First Congregational Church Fort Worth, it'll come up. It's also on Facebook. Um, so it's a way uh, – they're also posted later. You can watch them anytime. But when you watch them live, then the community engages with one another and sharing prayer mm-hmm. concerns. And, you know, it's a mm-hmm. really powerful kind of – aspect of community that you don't necessarily get as effectively if you wait to watch it thank yeah. you for asking that though
1: yeah we'll put uh, we'll put links in the show notes and stuff and get that out to out to folks
2: awesome thanks well, you Leanne,
1: guys. i am i am so grateful that you came on and i and i and i mm-hmm. hope to speak to you again to you again because we didn't talk about anything theology really and i would love to dive into that cause... god i love <laughs> to talk theology That's
3: because what
2: I that's expecting.
1: one of the things <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, and and uh, that's what I was like, expecting to actually. We probably, like, bore everybody just, else to death. But be it it may be very well. <laughs> but that's one of the things, too, is that, you know, and I'll just mention this real quick, is that uh, it is, you know – you're not a, what I would consider a theologically soft church. You don't gloss over things, you know, especially things that
3: right.
1: you know, people would use, um, maybe in that courtroom, you know, like this is, says it here in the Bible that this, that, and the other we did. I mean, when I was able to attend, like, um, there was like a six week course about let's tackle some of these really heavy things and sit with that. And wow, I, I mean, you know, the, it's, uh, It's it's so while it's different theologically than my upbringing, it's so theologically sound (laughs) to me anyway. Like I was like, wow, we're finally talking about things that are hard to talk about in a place and in the place that I think that we need it the most. Exactly, you know, surrounded by people that we're in community with, and and yeah, so yeah, appreciate about the church. I I
2: appreciate that observation because that is Mm -hmm. important to be really avid studies of. Of theology and of thinking about why we believe what we believe and where the potential Mm -hmm. problems with that are, where the points of disconnect, and so yeah, we Mm -hmm. take theology and the Bible extremely seriously.
1: Wow, that's amazing, absolutely. Just not literally, absolutely, sure, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Come on, (laughs) preach, and that's and that'll blow up. I mean, that'll blow up people's minds, but that that is the the you know. well, we'll I, I can go on forever, yeah. but uh, I thank you. Just I just wanted to to respect your time and just say thank you so much for being on the show and and hopefully have you back in 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 maybe a more theological capacity. Yeah, yeah I'm you know, I'm
2: up for it yeah. anytime. All
1: right, All right.
2: <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate both of y'all very much. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you, thank you. This has been an um, uh, honor just for me to to kind of hear your story, and you were so candid, which is amazing. And yeah, I think there's a lot of people that will be able to connect with your story, hear that, and it could motivate them to you know walk closer with whomever they would like to walk with. Right. And, um, that's, that's powerful. And so thank you for that. And I, I, I I think we have some stones left unturned that we have to bring you back anyway. So Mm -hmm. that always works out perfect for us. Um, I've I've
2: enjoyed it very much.
1: Awesome. Well, Chris (laughs) Beasley. (laughs) I like that man. Um, you know, I I was thinking, you know, we we talk about we don't know if we just are lucky or or you know and or just know some amazing people, and I just think we know some amazing people. We just yeah. have been blessed with knowing some just really, and, and I and I have to imagine that it is not a unique experience, and and uh, unless I focused on it with something like this show, I think I would yeah. have dismissed it more. You know, hundred
0: percent. Oh yeah, I, I'm 100% with you there because this is people are amazing if you mm-hmm. take the time to get to know them intimately mm-hmm. and in a vulnerable setting. Which which might be the saddest part is I think we've gone especially with social media vulnerability has uh, it's murky. It's not you don't get to see people's vulnerable selves, um, mm-hmm. and uh, or you do, but but it's been curated, I guess. Um, but yeah. this. Uh, this forum that we have, man, I just love hearing people come on and be authentic and just it's imperfect, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. They yeah. Everyone knows they have the right to be
1: imperfect here, and it breeds mm-hmm. the most amazing conversations. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it, it feels like we just answered the first question tonight. Like that's what it feels like. like we didn't get to our uh, normal other questions. I know we got through some things, but it just felt like yeah. we got to, this is how we got here. Um Man, I mean, I, some of the first, well, what what are your thoughts first? I want to hear, I want to hear what you were thinking during that. Cause you're pretty quiet and I'm glad you rescued me. Cause I could, I shut down, uh, in a good way, I think, but like, I couldn't really talk anymore.
0: <laughs> well, it's, you know, I was, I, I was noticing that, you know, you, you have more emotions to this topic because mm-hmm. you have had that spiritual abuse, which I, mm-hmm. I just, it, that's a crime. It's just, it, it hurts me because it's like, if someone says something about my mama right like mm-hmm. first off i know my mom she's amazing mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. and now i feel bad for anyone that's turned off and turned away from my mom because mm-hmm. she would take them in right mm-hmm. and so i mm-hmm. feel the same way about my lord and savior mm-hmm. and and so just you know, just to hear that you know your story fits so well with leanne's story fits mm-hmm. so well with my friend's story mm-hmm. there's so many people with this story and mm-hmm. Stacy spoke on this story. Sure. And, and so it just, I knew it was so vital to have. And I guess, uh, again, I'm always kind of shocked where our episodes go every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was quiet because I was just, I was doing two things. One, I was thankful that we were having this conversation because I, <laughs> I don't know where this conversation is. Like, I've, <laughs> mm-hmm. like how did we end up being the... Thought leaders on this thing, like mm. I don't understand, mm. right? Yeah, um, or not leaders, but right. you know, uh, yeah, I participate, <laughs> participants. <laughs> how do we get um, to be a part of this? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and then I was just thinking of my blessings of the church and where I was raised mm. and how um, I was able to, like, it's almost like a water fountain of you can sip as much religion as you want, take mm. take as you go, mm. and mm. then once you realize you're thirsty come on back. Right. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. it, you just feel safe in that space. Uh-huh. And there's other people that are just, you know, they're drinking consistently uh-huh. you're like, man, this must be good. Like, so uh-huh. like I was raised in a way where you know, there was no harm in the Lord because the Lord is going to be there for you when you need, when you're ready, essentially. Uh-huh. And, um, uh-huh. I, I guess hearing y'all's backgrounds, it was it was very clear that not everyone is presenting the Lord the same way, and right. that's I just not that everyone should present it exactly the same, but it it just feels so sad to hear um, about
1: spiritual abuse and and how rampant it is. Hmm. Well, and I, I I appreciated your parallel to the black experience, uh, especially yours specifically. Like seeing that parallel and seeing that, like, while it's not the same struggle or not the same mm-hmm. thing, man, I can see myself in that. And that yeah. is such, such the spirit of the show and spirit of what we're, you know, we found out, like, oh, this is what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With this show, like finding those things. So I, I really appreciated that because it, because it, it, uh, it felt like, um, more connection between us too you know so exactly. like it's another way like you know and um man man that's awesome yeah um, good well no
0: I was thinking I don't want to be that um that person that goes oh my gosh my friend is dealing with what you're going through yeah like yeah. or you know mm-hmm. I, I I didn't want it to not hit me Cause, mm-hmm. I, cause I haven't experienced exactly that, mm-hmm. but I, I, the relationship sounded so similar. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you have a abusive relationship, other abusive relationships can look the same, even if it's not with mm-hmm. that same person. Oh, and sure. so that's what I kind of noticed, and I just wanted to let you, like be there in that that moment with y'all because yeah. y'all both had that, y'all both mm-hmm. were there.
1: So, mm-hmm. and and you know, um, yeah, I just I appreciated that. I and it was it was I'm glad that you shared that. Um, one of the things that, that really hit me during it, well, a couple of things, but one of those things is, you know, that idea that, that, uh, Leanne is a contradiction, you know, with the two opposing like Christian and, you know, gay and all that stuff and whatever else. Um, and her answer being, how can it, you know, how can a Christian and lesbian be the same person? She's, she said, I am that. And that to me was, I couldn't, I still, that, (laughs) that wrecks me because, um, because that's, that's just true. Like, and it doesn't matter what other people think about it or, you know, I mean, all, all the pain that she went through to get, you know, that she did and, and, and it, those it's it's that's what it is is is, that's true that she is that yeah and and i mean i felt that boy in in to use christian terms in my spirit man (laughs) wow i mean just it's
0: ultimate acceptance too
1: yeah yeah
0: just i am and and that Mm -hmm. is i mean from a christian point of view or a religious point of view you know the bible says i like god says i am Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's when you are what you are and what God made, what God intended you to be, you are, mm-hmm. yeah. and you, you can just be it. And you are unashamed. I love that Leanne was like, yeah, I remember the days where I was, it was a constant battle. I, I'm not mm-hmm. there anymore, <laughs> right. but I, I was there. And so that yeah. made me feel way better because had she said, cause this is the black, the black story. And that was how I I connected myself with it just to bring that back. But the black story is it's a, it's a constant battle. Mm -hmm. Every day is a struggle. Mm -hmm. And so I was very curious as a young black man. Yeah, I'm 30, but in all grand scheme, that's young. Mm -hmm. And, I was curious if leanne has a constant battle with this mm-hmm. thing because then it's like okay it's gonna always be there it's a constant battle black mm-hmm. american black american all right i'll figure it out mm-hmm. but she was like no no you will come to just accept that you are mm-hmm. and it's over and it's like oh i gotta get there that sounds amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> like let me work through this let me this it's a constant battle right now but there there is a place for me in this that has a label it has expectations it has interpretations but for me it is who I am and that's all that matters it is what God made me
1: yeah yeah and and uh, another thing that that popped up it was early on um, when she said um, she didn't even have the concept of uh, that she could be a lesbian because being gay was behavior it wasn't an identity or uh, part of a person or, or, and that, that to me is, um, uh, it brings up a lot in my head, but, but one of the things is like, um, uh, that comes from a long tradition of not talking about or not giving credence to personal experience and that's not with with powerful with powerful structures like the church um you know it it doesn't um and, and if you don't if we don't talk about it if we don't if we don't give place for it uh you know how are how are we to know even that that's even a thing that can be go ahead well no and and i would i forgot
0: to ask Leanne this cuz we were just in so many deep conversations but she mentioned you know just not knowing you know, Mm -hmm. to even, I guess, even have the label of lesbian and have that fit her, right? Because Mm she, is it a behavior? What is Mm -hmm. it exactly? But Mm -hmm. then her story kind of progressed to her being there. And so we didn't actually get, because we were talking about the church and everything, but Mm -hmm. I I was also curious on, you know, what is that progress from, is this a behavior? Is this an identity? Is like, Mm -hmm. that is really profound to me as well. And this Mm -hmm. is a, a a strange connection to it but for my I was thinking of you don't know something you haven't sat with and experienced I guess Mm -hmm. it's hard to to conceptualize something that you've never experienced right Mm -hmm. or there's no terms for it. there's no words for it and Mm -hmm. as a comedian you always know comedians have to be able to own hecklers they have to be able to deal -hmm. with all these things but until you deal with it you're never you're never prepared right? Like you don't know what steps to take. You can, you can read, you can study, but until it's your story, Mm -hmm. you, you don't have anything to lean on essentially. And so I I could see that very much of like this, this hasn't been the way your story was kind of being told this whole time. And now it is. And Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, there's a lot of unknowing. It's a lot of experience. You're, Mm -hmm. you're in it now. You're finding out, you're learning. And and Leanne kind of said, "Right, that her, the first assumption is her life has to completely change. She has to leave mm-hmm. the church and all of those mm-hmm.
1: things. Mm-hmm. And then she finds herself kind of where she was in the mm-hmm. church, uh, And, in and church. a now, leading a church but, like a yeah. whole. <laughs> I mean, and she and she's got. I mean, it's so um, to me, uh, you know. And I'm glad, I'm glad that you connected with her so quick too, and because it was immediate to me, she exudes pastor." That's past. Yeah. Like, whatever that is that she's got, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just sitting and listening. And, and, um, and so, that was, that was great. Um, she said
0: something that, that I never would have expected. Mm-hmm. She said, and Rich, your path could be atheism. That could mm-hmm. be where you need to be right mm-hmm. now. And I was like, well, what?
1: Pastors yeah. say this now? Like, that's progressive. <laughs> like, yeah. Cool. It's, 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 it's no joke. It's a progressive church. But yeah man, and the idea that, you know, and she she dropped that little, you know, bible is not literally true kind of thing. But there is such a there's to me that is that is that has been the thread that has kept me connected to Christianity in any kind of way is the idea of myth, mm-hmm. something that is n- never happened and is absolutely true. And those two ideas um I mean, I really, really wrestled with all, with, with that in every part of scripture. Um, that, uh, and, and, and people hear that and it, it, it takes away, like, I think it takes away something from them because they're like, if it's not literally true, what are my beliefs based on? You mean it takes away something from the person that heard it? It Heard it. Yeah. I mean, I really, it's, it's, I have, um, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna keep names and everything out but I mean I've seen I've seen the looks on faces and you know the um, the, when that was brought up um, around people that don't believe that and it's um, it was pretty shocking it felt it felt like it was a look of shock on their face and and uh, uh, you know brought up the idea a couple of times in conversation and it's still it's just hard it's just hard to get get their head around and so, um, it's a, I, I understand that it can be like a bombastic thing thing to say, but it it really is is myth. Myth is the way in which uh, indigenous people have always always connected with life. Yeah, That's how they've spoken about how how not only the day to day things of life work, but also the bigger spiritual things. And I I, I believe that's even the start of Christianity, like that. You know, I don't, you know, that even that any of the big, big religions, I I think it, it was born out of those things as well. And, and, but that's really, you know, if, if that's not true, whatever, whatever it is, um, then that means that this is a lie and that's not true. And, and
0: that comes back to that, that maybe it is civilized, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's that. Understanding of truth in mm-hmm. our culture mm-hmm. means it happened that's mm-hmm. that's what true means in um, true in, means. Mm-hmm. in western culture mm-hmm. and and so it's it's that's thin it's that's a dead language is written it, it means so much more than that, mm-hmm. but you have to go to those depths and this this connected with me um on one of our social media posts that it was probably one of our best performing posts. I posted mm-hmm. left, brain, right brain, it's human. We need both. We need individualism, collectivism. And what I heard when Leanne was talking was, yes, I am a lesbian. Yes, I am Christian. And mm-hmm. I heard this like left brain, right brain. But mm-hmm. I am both because mm-hmm. I am like where those two things meet. I, that is like I mm-hmm. exist. And I feel like we have gotten so far to one side or, or arguing so far on the mm-hmm. other. But yeah, mythos is true and illogical. But it's mm. true, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 for some reason we can't seem to understand that in our culture, and it, it's limiting our spirituality. It's limiting our connectedness to others, and it's it's limiting how how it's almost like it's limiting the power of God and the power of these 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 myths and mm-hmm. these stories because they are profound and true and mm-hmm. extend cultures, nations, ethnicities, like everybody, you know,
1: yeah. and. And we use it. We use a, a myth here pretty consistently: the red hat, black hat. That's a myth. That the man walks down through the middle of the village, and and on the right side, the man sees a red hat. Left side, the man sees a black hat. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, they go to war over it, and because they start disagreeing about what this person saw. Well, the, the person the actual. Person that walked through the village put on a red and a black hat on either side, like that's that's what, and that's true. that That is that speaks to such truth that we can't. That literally never happened. That never happened. Yeah. But it's more true. Hundred percent. Than a lot of things that we think are you know, quote unquote, have happened or 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 whatever you know, uh, you know, the way that we see it, the way that you spoke on it. So it's uh,
0: man cuz it's like you know what is also true and actually happened but means nothing at all is Chloe Kardashian posted a photo that was altered that's true <laughs> it's tangible but it means way less than these mythologies. <laughs> it yeah. means it means nothing yeah. so yeah. It, it's like yeah. it, it it's not divine unless it, it's true, even if mm-hmm. it's a story, if mm-hmm. it connects with people, if it means something that, mm-hmm. that can be more valuable than logic and then, than factual data. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm getting
1: on a rant, but that's just no, how it's. <laughs> it's good. And, and, and I think so. I think that, I think Leanne would even challenge, uh, well, I know I've been in I've been in services where they where she has challenged the historical accuracy of the New Testament. Mm. Jesus is so real to her; she doesn't lose anything by doing that. You know what I mean? Like the 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 realness of Jesus in 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 the that truth in it, yeah, in in her life, that closeness and connection with with Christ is 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 super real, and it almost doesn't even depend on the historical accuracy of whatever, but, right? And I think that that's um, you know, to find a place, find a church where that's allowed because, yeah. because, because there hmm. are so many things that you read. Cause I, you know, when I tell you, I was deep, man. I was deep in that Bible. Like, I I, cause I know I pulled out scripture. You've been like, what <laughs> from time to time. But like, um, there are things that like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Like, how could that possibly be? It does make sense if it's a myth, though. It does make mm-hmm. sense that if it's if it's speaking to a truth as that is not only was true, but is true. Yeah. Always is true. And so I don't know. I, I just uh, powerful. But we but I base my faith on historical accuracy. I mean I read Case for Christ and I read Case for the Bible and I wow. I you know I was an apologist for for you know the historical accuracy of all these things. When when that is that's right in tree in the sand that it's mm. not looking at the tree. That's not being with the tree, mm. you know? And, and while those things are I'm like, there's nothing wrong with history. There's nothing wrong with like, I would love, I, I love, like what happened? Like tell me what happened. Okay, cool. Um, that's, it's not a anti-intellectual or anti, um, history, you know what I mean? <laughs> or accuracy yeah. and like, you know, stuff, not yeah. at all. Um, it huh. is, uh, it's engaging with, with, uh, something larger something truer than the facts
0: yeah something truer than the facts <laughs> I mean,
1: that's just what it is and we see that a lot right so yeah you know and and i wonder if you identify this with with some of the black experience um you know the the whether it be like well the facts are this he was high we had to put him down and that's, he, he resisted, and so we did what we had to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, but is that really speaking to the truth of the situation? Exactly. We exactly. got the facts. We got the historical record. Is that really speaking to what's really going on? I don't know. I just think over and over and over again, it is not. And the facts are needed. Sure. Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Um, There is something else going on, though.
0: So, and it, I, mm. man, I don't want to get on a superiority rant or anything like that. But I, but it's it, the, for me, the inability to can, the inability to measure importance mm. of oh, like facts and logic and, tr- and divine truth and not being able to see when one is more valuable than the other in a certain mm. setting to me that mm-hmm. that's that's is very limiting and I, I i i struggle with that but but i what i love that you said is being able to put jesus up to that that factual magnifying glass and measure mm-hmm. and go look let me actually look at this and mm-hmm. and challenge that it almost it it almost says to me that i can it, it almost says to me that I should be able to challenge how how am I trying to say this? So with cancel culture, it it makes me Mm. think of cancel culture. It's like, I I shouldn't, I should be able to know that this person factually did something wrong, Mm -hmm. but know that the truth is that they are human and Mm. it doesn't expunge everything that they've done in their life. Like it, Mm. it, like it, like I don't just throw the baby out with the bathwater solely because in this one context, it is factually true that they did something wrong, or I don't throw Jesus out because it's factually factually true that um, he has a date that he died, or something mm-hmm. like that. like right, like or born yeah, born in December oh, or whatever it is yeah, right exactly right. right, right. It, there's a there's there both both things can be true, and mm. um, I I don't think many people in today's age day and age they're either not willing to challenge Jesus right. Mm. And mm-hmm. they go, they go to their grave with, mm-hmm. with their version of the truth. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that that's not true. I'm just saying they aren't willing to put them up to the test, mm-hmm. right? And then mm-hmm. you have other people that say the test proves everything. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. that's it. That's, mm-hmm. This is all the evidence I need, mm-hmm. and everything else is not true or mm-hmm. or is not necessary, not valuable. And right. that's just such a disservice to do. And I see our culture doing it consistently from both angles versus mm-hmm. that hey let's look at this person who made a mistake and let's be real about this that mm-hmm. there's it's factually true that they did this but it's also true that they aren't evil mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know and sure. I, I just want us to figure out how to get back to the middle to just i am you are we are it's us
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. yeah me too man me too well i think it's just i think you know, you and I have been tasked to just keep having these conversations, and that's that's what we can do right now. And and uh, man, it's uh, it's edifying, life life affirming. Yeah. And and the last thing I'll say about the conversation, and, I, and just another personal note, is and this is just for me. So I, um, but I think I need I think I need to uh, really. Have the courage to step back into community like that, like she spoke on. Um, I, I I know that's what I need, and I've needed that for. Well, i I I everybody needs that always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> community is community is essential to humanity, and um, yeah, I just I I think I need to to step into that space uh, wholeheartedly and And I think that's my that sort of my issue with the previous church with Mosaic, which was a good place, but i I could never really fully step into it because mm-hmm. it just was so painful, and I think I've had enough time to heal and recover, and I've done enough work on myself to to be able to carry that and and lift the armor a little bit, and if I get hurt, mm-hmm. it's not going to destroy me. I think that I have been scared and, um, uh, I mean, this sounds awful, but cowardly, I guess is, but you know, it's not bad. It's not, that's not an evil. I'm just uh, being safe, being safe, being safe, safe and safe, safe. I needed to be safe for a long, long time. Yeah. And I think that I, I think now I'm to a point where, and it's sort of like, it's, it's weird because it's sort of coinciding with COVID because I'm. I'm going out and doing shows and it feels so unsafe. It feels oh like, oh, my skin is on fire, yeah. but I'm actually fine. I'm vaccinated. I'm wearing a mask. I'm socially distancing. I'm mm-hmm. washing my hair. Like I'm doing everything to stay safe, but it still feels <laughs> very, very yeah. tricky. Um, but if I stayed in my house any longer in the capacity that I did during quarantine, if I continue to quarantine myself, I, I think I, the, 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 I no longer reap the benefits of the quarantine. Yeah. I start hurting myself. And I think that's kind of where I'm at with church, uh, specifically her church <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> too, uh, because it's um, like, I'm, you know, it's uh, yeah. So I just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to talk that out for a second. Yeah. No, that's mm-hmm. amazing.
0: I, because that was one of my favorite parts of the show was talking about taking baby steps but but having that community like she spoke straight to being spiritual without religion Mm -hmm. means you might be on your own yeah and that's not always safe that's not always the best thing you might need structure you might need companions you might need Mm -hmm. the community or you well you do is what she's kind
1: of saying and and that that was real that was real yeah Yeah, it was (laughs) real (laughs) was <laughs> real. And and I think that we do prescriptive things like we're like, it's all or nothing thinking, right? We, well, it's always alone or always community. Well, I'm sure it ebbs and flows and we mm-hmm. all like, like we did as a country. Well, mostly as a country, we had to pull away for a while and now mm-hmm. we're stepping back out and, and, and it, you know, so I don't know, man. Uh, I'm just, uh, very, very grateful for this. So thank you. Thanks for being a part of it. Thanks for doing this with me. Um, of course. Man, I mean, just uh, uh, our, our schedule is a little open for the next month. So it may just be me and you, but I I got yeah. lots to talk about. I know you do too. So. Yeah,
0: definitely. <laughs> and I, I really like this episode because I, I feel like it was a good um, uh, second step to the traditions episode where I was very moved by, you know, what I was working through with mm-hmm. that episode. And I remember a friend of mine reached out to me about that episode specifically. And I think this was definitely you yours. And yeah, yeah. Um, I sure, hope man. that I was as helpful in
1: being there for you as you were for me. So. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, when I see you, I'm going to hug you real good. It's, yeah, for real. Well, of, I mean, of course. I mean, I... <laughs> it's been too long, man. It's crazy, <laughs> crazy. Anyway, so all right, man. Well, listeners, thank you so much for rocking with us, continuing to do this. Yeah. Um, if you want to find out more about Leanne uh, and, the, and her church and the communities that she's a part of, we'll put stuff in the show notes for that. Um, if you want to support the show, please, please, please consider becoming a patron. It's $5 a month it's um you get access to our candid episodes which are just chris and i talking about some real shit and <laughs> uh and more than more so sometimes and then then on uh, uh, the released episodes and also to access to the live uh live shows you get to be with us chat with us while we're doing the show so uh please if you can't do that understandable um but if you if you can please do and, and if you want to find ways to support it the show that you um maybe don't have any money or the money to do that right now. Five stars on Apple, iTunes, you Spotify. know, reviews, Spotify, all that stuff. Please, please leave reviews. Uh it helps it helps get the show out to more people because um it's it's not about Chris and I because this is not this these aren't career goals. Chris and I have never walked into this space, like how do we make more money and da, 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 da. Uh we serve the show. We serve the conversation. It's it's bigger than us. And I hope that as y'all have listened, y'all know that. So Chris, you got anything else? I mean. (laughs)
0: No, just uh, let's all find our our peace. Let's all keep working through this. So that's all I got. Cool, man. All right. Well, peace. Peace.